The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Uh, Jess Kelly has dropped in, technology correspondent for News Talk, and she's all in a dither over Elon Musk. This was one of the most bizarre stories. You know, this all kind of kicked off around two weeks ago. There was the will they, won't they. Elon Musk has a lot of money, richest man in the world, decided he wanted to buy Twitter, was sneakily purchasing shares here and there, was offered a seat on the board, said no. Then, as I said to you on this programme last week, put out an offer. It was his firm and final only offer that he was going to put out there, which was significantly more per share than uh, the shares were worth for the company. And late last night, Irish time, a deal was struck between Twitter and Elon Musk. So it's not a done deal yet. People who are saying this morning that Elon Musk now owns Twitter, that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. A deal has been agreed for 41 billion euro, which is a bonkers amount of money and over the next three to six months they are going to be uh, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's there's going to be a lot of regulatory examination of all of this Um, but in you know six months time Elon Musk will own Twitter if all goes well Okay touch of Citizen Kane about all of this Um, you know that the Hearst organisation and owning everything owning a medium in in, uh, Twitter in this case but He's doing this at a time when not alone in Europe, but in the United States, they're talking about putting a curb on social media Mm -hmm. platforms. Yeah, I I was speaking to Stephen O'Leary from Politico about this on Tech Talk on Saturday, and I find the timing bizarre because not only is there talk about legislation and, you know, just last Saturday there was talk in regards to the Digital Services Act that, you know, the publishers or the platforms will be held to account for some of the content that's on the platform. But remember the antitrust hearings that have been taking place in the US over the last number of years, looking at the footprint that, you know, five or six individuals have when it comes to technology. We now have, if this, if and when this deal goes through, we will have two billionaires in charge of four of the biggest social media platforms. And when you're talking about free speech and when you're talking about free will and when you're talking about expression and so on, we are still going to be in the hands of those individuals and the people they have around them. And I do think people need to be wary of that. What about um, the people working for Twitter in Dublin? Yeah, it's funny. I've been hearing bits and pieces and drips and drabs over the last 48 hours or so from people working in Twitter uh, here in Ireland, but also elsewhere in the world. And there's sort of two camps, uh, broadly speaking. There's people who are optimistic because they say, look, it's great that somebody sees value in our platform. The the platform has struggled financially for a little while um, and potentially uh, Elon Musk could unlock something that nobody else has seen in the platform. So there's that uh, school of thought. But then there is a real worry uh, in relation to job security, in relation to the nature of the jobs that could be there within uh, this company going forward. You know, if they're going to have different attitudes towards free speech and content moderation, what does that mean? What does it mean? I mean, Elon Musk himself, he called a man a paedophile who was not in the uh, rescue of the children from the the cave in Thailand. Uh, He was sued and he actually won the case. Uh, whatever that will mean. But it doesn't mean you can call anybody anything you like under the new 
uh, Elon Musk version of Twitter no, but and look, suffer no consequences whatsoever. No, look at what's happening here in Ireland alone. And again, we are small fry, but look at what's happening in terms of the development of the new content um, body that's going to replace the BAI. Look at what's going to happen in terms of uh, different pieces of legislation that will come into effect. You can still defame somebody. I know it's, it's harder to clamp down, but what's really interesting is Elon Musk is saying that he's going to try and verify every single human on the platform and he's going to get rid of the bots. So that means that I could potentially use my Twitter account under a different name, but they'd know who I am. And if I say something defamatory or that's against any of this legislation, surely then Twitter will be able to pin down who exactly I am mm. and then I could face consequences in court. that, that uh, outrageous accusation he made against that man, you have to say to Elon Musk, you know, heal thyself first please before you start trying to heal everybody else anyway Mm -hmm. we'll see how that evolves now uh, some of the questions coming in um, please ask Jess if I should upgrade to Windows 11 and if there are any issues that's from Kieran. I wouldn't upgrade as of yet Um, as we spoke about on the programme a little while ago there's not a massive difference in terms of the look and feel of it. Some of it is quite cosmetic, but I have heard numerous reports from Texas to this program and other people as well who have encountered issues with uh, software compatibility. So, say for example, your printer uh, is you know it requires particular software that may not necessarily work with Windows 11. So, just double check all that. If you're desperate to do it, then knock yourself out but I I would hold off for another while yet My phone's memory card has been set up to read only which means I can't save any new files to it How can I back up the files on my memory card so I don't have to use my phone memory which is nearly full? Um, The easiest way to get around this is to if it's a micro SD get the little convertery thing again technical terminology I apologise plug it into a computer and take the files off uh, back them up that way you can then reformat that memory card to factory settings and then it'll go back to allow you to save content on it again Okay but that means it's empty again Yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're just reusing it, recycling it. Uh, can Jess recommend a good podcast microphone? By good, I mean cheap and good. <laughs> hmm, this is a good question. We've we've sort of spoken about this a little while, uh, for for quite some time now. When I'm out and about, what I do is I buy what's called a pop shield. So you know, on the news when you see all the reporters around, all the politicians, the thing that says news talk, the little uh, top of the microphone, uh, that's called a pop shield. You can buy them online for incredibly cheap. And what I do when I'm out and about is pop a pop shield onto my phone and I record on my phone. So if you're on a super tight budget, that's the way to go. Uh, otherwise, look at um, I have a Zoom H4n that's the recorder that I use for when I'm doing official bits and pieces I have a Samsung S20 constantly pestered to give Bixby access or permissions I don't want it tried unsuccessfully to delete it how can I do it? Oh, she's an absolute pain in the face. For those who don't know, Bixby is Samsung's version of Siri and she pops up all the time and some of the phones have dedicated Bixby buttons, which mm. is just dreadful. So you can go into the settings and you can disable the Bixby button um, so you can trigger it to do something else. It is a setting that has to be done. You go in uh, to your settings. If you just search for Bixby and if you make sure all the toggles are swiped to the left, uh, that should uh, put her to sleep. Uh, Hi Jess. For four years now, my Huawei P20 Pro has turned into a dead paperweight whenever I'm abroad. Despite trying to sort it out with my provider, nothing appears to solve the problem. Time for a new phone maybe, maybe a new network. Any advice read this problem would be appreciated. That's from Edward. I mean, that's a great phone. The P20 Pro should work. 
I would. I, I'm, I'm unclear as to why. Like it, that sounds to me more like a network problem than it does a yeah. phone problem. So if the phone is fine other than when you're abroad it is a network issue and they need to get onto it the other thing that you need to make sure is that and this might sound obvious and I don't mean to insult your intelligence when I say this but just make sure that you have all of your roaming settings on switched on when you're on your phone um, and also just triple check with your network that they do that 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 they you know, you are enabled for roaming when it comes to voice and data. If that persists, it might well be worth moving network. If you want to email techtalk at newstalk.com and tell me what network you're on, uh, I'll do a bit of digging. But to me, there shouldn't be any massive issue. It shouldn't be a phone issue. I mean, all the networks have, uh, like you get the global type networks like Vodafone that you'll find pretty much everywhere. And then you'll have others that will have a partner in in another jurisdiction. Yeah, I was in the States there two or three weeks ago and as soon as I turned on my phone when I landed in Chicago it came up, did I want to go on AT&T? Did I want to go on Verizon? I could pick what network I wanted. Uh, so again, it just doesn't quite make sense to me as to what the issue would be. It sounds like it's a network problem. Network problem. Uh, time for a new TV in our house. I haven't gotten one in a decade. Oh. Any recommendations? Oh, you are spoiled for choice. So the the key thing that you need to sort of factor in is what size TV do you want to go for? It's actually quite difficult to buy a bad TV at the moment. Um, I have a 55-inch TV, which I absolutely love and adore. It's smart, one presumes. It is smart. It is a 4K screen. It is HDR ready. It ticks all of those boxes. What I would say is measure the space that you have. And although you haven't bought a TV in a decade, go into the store and look. I would recommend looking for a TV that's slightly bigger than the biggest you think you might be able to tolerate because there's no longer that big, ugly border around the TV anymore. Uh, So I would look at that in terms of brands. I have a Samsung TV and I have an LG TV and I love them both. Personally speaking, I prefer the interface on the Samsung one. Uh, But as I said, it's very difficult to buy a bad TV at the moment. Yeah, and make sure if you're a fan of, um, say, Apple TV or Prime, or Netflix make sure that they're already in makes it much easier to navigate all these services yeah like a lot of the the brands Samsung and LG for example will have an app store so you can either they'll either come pre-installed or you'll be able to download them Um, but the size and the budget are two big things Jess Kelly thank you very much and that is all we have time for a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Gola just search for The Pat Kenny Show The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network weekdays at 9am on Newstalk